What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to a brand new episode of Self Helpless. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. Wow, I came in super hot with like cheerleader <laughs> energy. I, I like loved it. it. I was like, ready? Okay. <laughs> I'm away. That was a ton of energy. Um, wow, Taylor. All right. Uh, today we're doing uh, a topic that I chose. I mean, I don't even feel like I need to say that I chose it. I feel like it's going to be very apparent. Today we're talking about social anxiety. Mm, if you're not watching the video, I'm doing spirit fingers. Delish. I mean, very excited about it. Um, I'm excited too. When you told me this is what we're talking about, I was like, boy, how much time do we have? Because yes. it uh, it hits hits me at my core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Constant. Yeah. Constant. It's constant. <laughs> well, let's kick it off with a quotable. Do one of you guys want to read the quotable? I'll read the quotable. It is so good. I I took a little peek at it beforehand and wow, I've been needing this in my life. Okay. (laughs) You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. (laughs) (laughs) By C.S. Lewis, submitted by our helpster, Kia. Kia, thank you so much for sending this our way. And goddamn, C.S. Lewis. I want to snort that quote. Very good. Very good. Put it in the veins. (laughs) Should we read it? I'm just going to read it one more time. I always feel like we need a second lap through with the quote when they're good. Yeah, absolutely. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I, I thought something similar to that this week where I was stressing about saying the wrong thing in a situation and I said you know what Taylor 
You can't do anything about it. It already happened. Mm -hmm. So what is the point in panicking? Just move forward. Also, nobody cares. But mostly, you can't change it. There's no way to erase what's already happened. And that was oddly free. That that's amazing. And I wish I could feel that every time I go through a moment like that. And it's just a good reminder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. C.S. Lewis. I mean, this one is not as (laughs) as eloquent, but it reminds me of like the the analogy of like you know yeah you can't move forward if you're always looking in the rear view. Mm, yeah. <laughs> or if you're, you'll crash if you keep looking behind. Yeah. Yeah. Over your shoulder. Anyway, Absolutely. you guys get me. You guys get what I'm saying. <laughs> we do get you. You will crash in front of you. <laughs> Look at all the mirrors that go backwards. <laughs> True. Um, oh boy. So, right. uh, should we get into some some stats and just? Uh, some yeah. good information on social anxiety. Yes. yes. Let's do the definition first. For any of our listeners who happen to be cool, uh, who are like, what's that? Stop social listening anxiety. to this show. This show yeah. is not for you. Yeah. I don't know why you're here, um, but you've stumbled upon something that is not for you. <laughs> social anxiety, or in other words, social phobia, which sounds so much more serious, is a condition in which social interactions cause one to have irrational anxiety. In other words, intense anxiety or fear of being judged, negatively evaluated, or rejected in a social or performance situation. So what does social anxiety feel like? What triggers it? Is it safe to say everyone suffers from social anxiety to some extent? I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, we're obviously going to get into it. Do you guys feel like you have a lot of social anxiety, medium social anxiety, not that much? Do you feel like it is something everyone deals with? Or do you know those people who are like, I'm fine wherever? I personally know people who are like, I can talk to anyone. I'm good. Yeah. I think I'm definitely on the higher end of the social anxiety spectrum, although it's... I only know myself, right? So it's hard to compare that to other people. And I do think that generally, if you put me in a room with somebody, I I can probably make conversation with anybody, right? But there are a lot of situations, especially with our job, Taylor, with being in comedy, um, where you're in a green room with a bunch of comedians or you're in a a crowded bar area. That gives me a lot of social anxiety. How about you guys? Yeah. Delaney, how about you? Because you, Delaney, you seem like you have the least social anxiety of the three of us. You know what it is? I don't feel, I don't feel anxious around like a, um, a group of people or a lot of people. I get fucking tired. I get drained. Mm. Yeah. So it's not like I'm, I'm not really worried about what I'm saying or if I'm saying something, if they're going to take it a weird way or I'm more like, I am, I'm tired now. I want to go home, you know, I have, I have, I am, I have maxed out my, you know, social interaction energy juice. And now I have to like, um, try to stay like, like I, like I'm looking engaged enough to where I'm not being rude. So that's yeah. my, I guess that, that, that makes me a little anxious. Like, I don't want to want them to think I'm not listening to them. I'm just 
I'm just maxed out. I'm a super introvert and being around a lot of people really, it, it drains my energy. Um, it has nothing to do with them. It's just how, that's what, how my brain operates, my personality. So that's where my kind of anxiety comes from, I think. Well, they talk about yeah. that too, the definition of an extrovert versus an intro- introvert, that if you put an extrovert in a room with a bunch of people, that's going to give them energy. Whereas an introvert, right. it's going to deplete it. It's sucking it out of them. So, and I think we're yes. all, all three of us are introverts. Yeah. Whenever I picture an extrovert, I picture someone in a party, just like starting to glow, like just starting <laughs> to like suck up like an X-Men, just yes. like, just like sucking in the energy and becoming more and more powerful. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I hate that. Yeah, uh, and then I'm with so an introvert, jealous. it's like a dementor in Harry Potter, which is like, like yes. sucking your soul and your energy out. Yes. Although, when I'm in a small group where it's a group of best friends, I feel very extroverted then. That yeah. gives me energy to be around my best friends. But if it's people I'm not that familiar with or a bigger group, I, I feel like an introvert immediately. Oh, same. This is, yeah, for me, this is all about people I don't really know very well. Maybe it's a party with acquaintances or some people are meeting new people for the first time. But when it's people I know really well, I don't, I don't feel that type of way. Yeah. Right. How about you, Taylor? I mean, I think I have pretty bad social anxiety. I think um, I've gotten good at managing it. So I don't, I don't feel pressured to go to anything anymore. I think my anxiety gets really bad when I feel like people are pressuring me to do things socially. So I do have certain friends that I've had to set boundaries with and go like, I don't want to do that. It's not going to be good for me. Um, I do have to like plan out my social interactions like daily. Like I always give myself a buffer in between seeing people. I can't go from like hanging out with someone for three hours to like going to dinner with somebody else. Right. That's just too much. I need to like reboot. I do think I get in my head less than I did when I was younger. I think when I was younger, I was shyer and I was more worried about what people thought of me. And now I don't do that as much just because I think I've gotten to a place where I accept that most people aren't thinking about you. And that is comforting. Um, But definitely like if I said the wrong thing, I will play it over and over again in my head. I mean, Kelsey and I flipped out after we made that tiktok video (laughs) we if you i mean that should have been this episode we should have recorded the hour we spent on the phone that night after we got home from delaney's house and just us unraveling on the phone and i didn't know you guys were even doing that until later on yeah i'm like what what happened don't do that to yourself which is such a perfect characterization of our group that Taylor and I are in a full panic meltdown and Delaney's just high eating a burrito like what I didn't even know that that was a thing you could have found anxiety in yeah they're like oh we found some we found a lot in fact we found it I mean social media gives me social anxiety that's the thing that's so hard is like you can't get away from it now if I go on I don't go on Twitter very much And if I tweet a bunch and like somebody likes it that I think is too cool, I'm like, they're liking this ironically. They don't think I'm funny. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? Does that happen to you? Um, yeah. Where I will, I'll like read 
I'll read way too far into those sort of things. My social anxiety with social media is crippling. I've, I mean, I've really had to figure out some sort of healthy way to operate <laughs> on social media because it is a huge part of our careers. I look at my, my best friends from home who do not need to be on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or anything for their careers. And I'm like, wow, I know that everybody has hardships in life and, and stuff like that, but it, I look at their lives and it just seems so much more simple. And yeah. I'm like, God, that, that just looks really peaceful and nice. But the social media anxiety, I'm learning that if you are trying to open yourself up to a certain point, you're trying to grow your following, almost everything you post will have some negative comment from somebody. Yeah. It's just, it's getting to that point where it's not just like your friends and family seeing what you post anymore. It's anybody. And there's a bunch of people online who are horrible people. And yeah. it's, oh my, you know what I should read to you? Let me just in this moment, while we're talking about social media, giving us anxiety and reading too far into things. Um, this was within the span of like three minutes the other day. I got <laughs> these two comments that were not they were on two different videos. This is just to illustrate that you can get hate from people within a very short amount of time on different things. So yeah. one person left a comment <laughs> on my video. I did a, um, do you guys know that? What do you meme filter that's going viral right now on Instagram? No. It's so no. much fun. I'm completely addicted. There's a filter on Instagram that will shuffle through captions and you make a face like you make your own meme based on the oh. caption. it's a blast I've been having so much fun so anyway, I posted a video of me doing that some guy says decided to be fair and go through your whole page and have determined that still no woman is funny <laughs> and wow kind of made, and it kind of made me laugh because <laughs> it's like yeah. why would you tell me that you went through your my whole page like that's so sad <laughs> for you that that's how you're spending your life is that you're going to go through my entire page to do a <laughs> clinical study of whether or not you think women are funny anyway and then somebody oh, on TikTok on then on TikTok totally different app totally different video leads a comment and says I didn't laugh but everyone else seems to like it so good video <laughs> <laughs> Oh my why? god, that's hilarious. Why, why share that? Why say it's, anything? Anyway, oh, this is so just funny. Sometimes yeah. I don't know if it's helpful or interesting for people to have a peek behind the curtain of the sort of comments that you get on contrast? social media if you're trying to grow yeah. your following and um it's just uh yeah, it's a it's an everyday thing I'm trying to handle now and not let it take me down, like ruin my, ruin my mood. Right. Yeah. The contrast yeah. of the comments and stuff that you can get is so funny because it can be like one piece of the same content. And it's like, this changed my life. And then next one is, this is fucking garbage. I hope you die. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You just got to do what, what feels right for you because you're going to get shit on no matter what. So you might as well get shit on for the stuff that you care about. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I wasn't going to announce this on this episode, but because it came up, uh, I was going to wait for probably another week or two, but I will be leaving Instagram. So I'm going to be completely social media free before the new year. Um, And that has been a goal of mine. As you guys know, this has been a goal of mine for a while. And I think I set that goal for myself close to a year ago. And I have intentionally built up my business to where it can hopefully knock on wood, survive and thrive, you know, being social media free. So um, yeah, you can always connect with me at delaneyfisher.com, but I will no longer be on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook or Twitter. Um, So yeah, I'm interested to see what that is like. And I'm excited to kind of report back on what that will, what that will be like. And I'm, I'm I'm very excited for it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm having so many feelings about (laughs) that. Like jealousy, panic uh, yeah I'm worried that I'm losing a follower yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah Delaney really me. continuing to be better than me and you Tay and I don't like yeah. it yeah look you we get what? it you Jesus wouldn't have been on Instagram either we get it we Jesus get would have been Delaney. using boxer boxer to spread the good word um no I <laughs> You know, what's kept me on there for so long too, though, is like, I feel, I feel guilty for leaving because look, it's not like I have a shit ton of followers. It's not like I have three followers, but it's a, it's a platform that I know, like I have been trying to share a lot of stuff about my clients. I obviously like share social or self-helpless episodes when they come out. And that makes me feel guilty that in order to really take care of myself and what I want to do, what I want my life and business to look like that that's going away. And I, and I feel guilty about that, you know, cause I'm like, well, right. I don't want to be on this platform, but I know this is helpful in other ways. So it's been a, it's been a struggle, but, uh, I gotta, I have a, the date is set and it's, it's, I'm, I'm deleting it. So Taylor and I will continue to run in the hamster wheel for you and carry your load on our shoulders we all pop up on your insta stories once in a while just to say hi to instagram <laughs> post a nice photo of your boobs yeah, yeah in the background mm-hmm. give the people what they want that's another source of anxiety that comes from social media is people posting pictures or videos of you that you did not sign off on whether they're friends right. of yours or photographers at shows i know oh. that's a little more like show business based, but I think everybody has a friend that posts videos of them online, like on stories or whatever. We were like, okay, I look terrible in that. Right. Could you not have asked me? Right. 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 Yeah. We're already trying to play enough whack-a-mole with ourselves and making sure we feel okay about what's being posted. And then you're trying to like make sure that anything else it's, I keep thinking of the quote we've talked about on here that if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Yeah. I try to make sure I ask myself that before I post anything because that way 
if there are trolls, if there's whatever, as long as I'm good with it, th- that's all, that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, cause part of one of my goals, listen, my, my dream is I'm going to be completely off the grid at some point. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do it, but that is my dream. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm implementing slowly, but I did a fucking just Google search of me and the amount of random shit out there is overwhelming. So anxiety ridden. I can't imagine what it is for you guys because I, you know, I'm not performing anymore, putting things out there in that way, but I am slowly just reaching out to people being like, Hey, can you take this down, please? Hey, can you take this down, please? Hey, I'm going to be leaving the internet. Can you please take this down? <laughs> right. And, uh, oh my gosh, just knowing even, you know what it is? It's like, I don't, I don't, um, I have restrictions with social media. I'm not on there a lot, but just knowing it exists is what's get, it gives me anxiety. Just knowing it's yeah. out there collecting messages and comments. And I haven't looked at a lot of it in a while. There's random video, YouTube videos of me from seven years ago doing weird shit. I'm just like, oh, that stresses me out. Like the more that I feel like I can control and contain that and just like shut it down. Yeah. The more peaceful I feel. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, We have some social anxiety facts to hopefully make everybody feel a little bit better. First off, it's normal to feel nervous in some social situations, like first dates, interviews before big performance. uh, And it is more than just shyness. According to the Mayo Clinic, some signs and symptoms of social anxiety disorder can include persistent fear of situations in which you may be judged, worrying check. about check. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's going to be a check for every one of these for myself. I'm almost right. positive. Me okay. too. Worrying about embarrassing or humiliating yourself. Check. Intense fear of interacting or talking with strangers. Fear that others will notice that you look anxious. Oh my God, <gasps> this just happened to me. This just happened and it's so embarrassing. I was... I booked myself on, I had three shows in LA uh, a couple weeks ago and I was stressing, thinking, fuck, I, I, this was too much. How am I going to make it to the second show in time? But I had a mask on. All you could see were my eyeballs and a waitress came up to me. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine. She's like, okay, you just, you seem um, like maybe anxious or something. And I was like, I <laughs> So self-consciously, how could she tell from my eyeballs? But I must have just had like darting eyes or something, or you could just see it in my eyeballs and eyebrows that I was feeling stressed out. And it's made me feel so self-conscious. So self-conscious. I was outside with somebody the other day who I don't know super well. And I I like sniffed because we're outside around like nature and stuff. I just sniffed and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. What are you, am I? And then you're like, you're like, am I okay? I think, <laughs> I think Netflix posted this recently. I think that's where I saw it. But Netflix posted or Comedy Central somewhere posted some clip of Chelsea Peretti doing a joke in like the last month. I forget when and where I saw it, but there was a clip of Chelsea Peretti doing a joke about how like she likes to go up to people like friends of hers who look like they're having like a great day or like really confident and just go, Oh my God, have you been crying? And I'm like, that's the <laughs> meanest thing I've ever heard. That, <laughs> that is, is so funny. mean. That is cruel. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Um, okay. 
fear of physical symptoms that may cause you embarrassment, such as blushing, oh. sweating, trembling, or having a shaky voice. Ugh, or absolutely. shitting your pants. I was always or- nervous I was going to shit my pants on stage because I was really? so nervous and it felt like I had a poop. Yeah. We used to drink yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I never drank on before going on stage, though. Oh, that you were afraid cool. specifically on stage. Oh, no. Yeah, no. My stage fright was so bad that I felt like I was going to shit my pants. Most times. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Do you guys... Yeah. I blush really hard. It's my pale Irish complexion. When I get embarrassed, my face goes beet red. And that is so embarrassing because it's like yeah. you can't hide it. Do, does that happen to you guys? Yeah, yeah I me think too. that's part of hypohydrosis, right? Or one of those hypohydrosis. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Unfortunate. Makeup um, covers it up really nicely. For, for that's makeup true. I use. Yeah. Um, more symptoms. Um, avoiding doing things or speaking to people out of fear of embarrassment. Um, avoiding situations where you might be the center of attention. Um, enduring a social situation with intense fear or anxiety. Spending time. Oh, this is my number one. Spending time after a social situation, analyzing your performance and identifying flaws in your interactions. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys do that? Of course, of course. That's my like number one hobby. Yeah, post game, (laughs) post game recap, and I am the meanest coach to myself. Yeah, (laughs) the fuck were you doing in there, Cook? I mean, I'm terrible. Just watching slow motion replays oh. of you interacting with people Trying circling to... you missing a fist bump oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yes oh live footage of me trying to physically grab the words that are coming out of my mouth and pull them back yes. into my face it's the <laughs> absolute worst i'm um, expecting the worst possible consequences from a negative experience during a social situation um I feel that's so hard. And I wanted to just reiterate the things that Mike Birbiglia told us um, that, and I can't remember what he said that book is from, but it says uh, for a situation like that, where you're spiraling, you're not comfortable with what's happened. Ask yourself, is it true? Like this worst case Mm -hmm. scenario thing you're, you're thinking of, is it true? Is it definitely true? How would you feel if it weren't true? And what if the opposite were true? Mm-hmm. I think that's super yeah. helpful. If you're starting to spiral out of anxiety, I, I think that can be a good okay. way to think about. You guys want to know something also, kind of embarrassing? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. I this have a list on my start. phone. I have a list on my phone. I used to call it like the anti-anxiety like or the anti-spiral whatever list or toolkit. Now it's just labeled stop. <laughs> And anytime I'm feeling anxious about anything, I literally have to look at this list and read or on YouTube, read the <gasps> whole fucking list. And it <gasps> is all the quotes and message sayings and everything that I know personally can pull me out of anxiety. So it's that's not embarrassing. You're, that's that's amazing. Share that. Yeah, I guess not, can you, not, not embarrassing, but it's titled stop. Like stop what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. So um, I have to read every all the quotes and stuff and reminders that I like to give myself. And then I have a list of activities that I know calm me down when I'm relaxed or when I'm stressed too and anxious. And I have to complete at least one of those before going back to an activity. Yes, Taylor, question. <laughs> um, why have you not hand. sent that? Why have you not sent that to me and Kelsey? 
Yeah. That's you know what hurtful? it is? You know what it is? Because everybody's got their personal messages that work for them. So Cop the out. quote that might pull. <laughs> Cop out. Send it to us right now. Like, what Kelsey just mentioned, like the, the stuff from the book that Mike, you know, that didn't do anything for me. That wouldn't go on my list. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. everybody's quotes and sayings are going to be different based on what can pull you out of your own shit. Where, you know, I have stuff. I have stuff like this that I'll tell myself, you probably don't actually have to do this shit. <laughs> yes. That's, That's like great. Uh, you have good intentions. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. How you spend your days is how you spend your life. That's a really good one. Um, mm. Is this supporting your goals and what you enjoy most? This is Send one of many it. things I'll do. Okay, Send it. I will. I will. <laughs> Oh, here's one that I would put on. We should just have a Google Doc that we all add to, honestly. Ooh, an anxiety Google a, Doc. We could have an episode where we all share our anti-anxiety list. Yeah. Whatever fun name you end up calling yeah, it. Yeah, that's a yes. good idea. One that I would put on there is um like if I'm worried that a person doesn't like me or is judging me or thinks I suck or something, I go, Does this person actually know me? And if the answer is no, then I go, well, then I don't care. It doesn't matter because they don't know me. Um, also, I would yeah. just make a list of all the people who have been canceled and are fine. Um, because <laughs> if you're worried that you said the wrong thing to your friend and they're going to be annoyed with you, think about all the people who were like, I really want to read that book. So you've been publicly shamed. I can't believe we haven't read that yet. Oh, yeah. Have you oh really oh it's like so big that book it's about people who have been like basically like publicly shamed on the internet or like canceled quote-unquote or whatever oh um for like a bad joke they made or something like that or like rebecca black that friday music video that poor sweet girl yeah Yeah, she's fine she's on tiktok now Um, i'm sure she's doing just fine she's doing great doing great also, something Whitney told me once that I think about all the time is she's like, the people who who would believe like whatever you're worried. I was like, oh, what if I'm just worried this person thinks this about me? And she's like, the people who hate you already hate you. Like anyone who would think that about you already doesn't like you. You know? Oh, yeah, that's good. And yeah. I'm like, oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. Kind of what you said, Taylor, where uh, does this person actually know me? The question I like to ask myself is, does this person actually have the life that I want? And it's mm. always a no, right? It's like, yeah. well, I don't care what that person thinks. This is not, <laughs> not my thing. Right. But yeah, we should all share our own list and come up with something fun to name it and have a act- group activity episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love that. I think that'd be awesome. We'll call right. it Quelling Panic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm Anti- I'm all oh, for that. Anti-spiral list, I think I called it at one point. That's it. I think it's that's got all so kinds good. of shit on there. Yeah. I love that. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, some physical symptoms of social anxiety. Oh. I mean, they're just symptoms of anxiety, fast heartbeat, trembling, sweating, upset stomach or nausea, trouble catching your breath, dizzy or lightheadedness, feeling like your mind has gone blank. I mean, 
it's never been a worse time to have anxiety when there's a virus going around that makes you short of breath. Yeah. Yeah. So rough. And sim- Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. I was just going to say, do you guys ever have that symptom of feeling like your mind goes blank? Yes. When do you experience that? In deep, when I'm like deeply panicking, when like, I feel like all my blood is on fire and like rushing to my brain. And I feel like it's like a wave of panic that like stops my ability to think clearly. Wow. Okay. So that happens to me on stage sometimes. And it happens to me on this podcast sometimes. Oh, yes. Oh, really? Does it ever happen to you guys when we're recording? Not when we're recording, but on stage sometimes. Sometimes Uh, I'll start talking on the podcast and I'll, it's almost an out of body thing where I will hear what I'm saying and get in my own head of like, is what you're saying even making sense right now? And then my brain is almost short circuits. Mm. Mine, mine is definitely, uh, my mind would go blank because of stage fright when I was performing. Mm -hmm. And the only other time it like, can do that is when I'm at the deepest point of burnout yeah. and it just, I can't retain information. And then I'm just like, what was I doing here? I don't remember what I was in this room for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what? My mind has gone blank, not recording the podcast like this, or maybe not even in studio, maybe more likely in the studio, but live shows, any live shows that we've done. Mm. Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not super there. Not super there. If you've ever seen me at a live show and I sound different than I do on the podcast, <laughs> it's because I have stage fright. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. When I did my first set, um, which was like on a virtual show, but it was on a stage uh, after being in quarantine for like four months or whatever, I was shaking. I like couldn't believe oh. how hard I was shaking. It was yeah. so wow. upsetting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, and then symptoms can change over time for social anxiety disorder. Uh, it can get worse when you're overwhelmed with social demands and you have to go to events and make presentations, et cetera. And it can also get better uh, if you've been going to therapy or like practicing getting out of your comfort zone, but it's different for everybody. Yeah. Del, do you want to read the causes? All right. Causes. While it can be unknown, some negative experiences can cause it sexual abuse, bullying, family conflict, traumatic social interactions in the past, etc. Some people can get it from their parents, though there is no genetic factor. A child can get it from seeing one of their parents having it, according to Healthline. And some facts and stats uh, regarding this. From Anxiety and Depression uh, Association of America, anxiety disorders are highly treatable, yet only 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. Social anxiety affects 15 million adults or 6.8% of the U.S. population. It is equally common in men and women and typically typically begins around age 13. Mm. Comes with your period. Comes with your period. <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't have to deal with enough shit, there you go. Yeah. Did I mean, you guys, I like, like you... talked about this. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, I, I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like my social anxiety used to be even worse when I was younger and it it got a lot better once I had to work, once I had to have a job um, because I just didn't have a choice. But I was so nervous even to go into work, to be a cashier. Like it gave me, I felt, it felt like stage fright. Oh, interesting. Really? Oh yeah. 
I was, I was like, I've interacted with people all day. <laughs> oh God, I know. So stupid. Stage fright. Stage fright at uh, what? Ralph's versus <laughs> plantation. Yeah. Stage fright yeah. at plantation. Now you're on a stage with thousands of people. <laughs> so stupid. That's fascinating. Did you have, did you have social anxiety when you were younger, Kels? Or Yeah, I was going to ask you guys if you can remember being young. Because I, I shared that on the Impact of Teachers episode that when I was in my first school setting and it was time to go to recess, that gave me so much social anxiety. The thought of not knowing where the sort of parent figure, my teacher would be. Um, and then I had a, I wasn't bullied growing up, but I did have, I feel like most kids going through public school, you have a couple bully experiences. And so I had a handful of the sort of typical, like mean girls, over the years, um, particularly in in elementary school, I remember like a couple instances, maybe first or second grade, and then one when I moved um, to a different. My after my parents divorced, we moved to a different city, and um, there was a girl who. And granted, I kind of look back and I'm like, I was kind of asking to be bullied because I really like made myself look so unusual for my age. It was in fourth grade and I had transferred schools and I was rocking like <laughs> princess Leia buns with big scrunchies oh around them <laughs> and this is when I was starting to get really into makeup and so I went to Claire's and they used to have I don't know if you guys remember it was this glitter putty they used to sell like <gasps> glitter gel and you could just smear it on it. your face or your eyes. Oh. There, there was roll-on glitter. And one of them had little reflective hearts in it. And I would put a heart under each eye. And so I looked like a pirouette clown. <laughs> but I thought I was, I was yeah, living it, yeah. my best life. I felt like I was so high fashion and... I you know, I was happy with it. And I remember this girl who was kind of known as the school bully. Her name was Becky. And she said something to me like, this new girl in her Princess Leia ass buns or something like that. <laughs> like she, she oh. like roasted me really hard. She said some, I can't remember all of it she said to me, but she <laughs> bullied me pretty hard for about a day. And then I found my new group of friends and they were sweet but um did you continue to wear those buns I think I did did yeah I I was gonna say did she did she kill the bun spirit or did they make a comeback (laughs) I mean unfortunately for everybody's eyes it did not kill the princess Leia buns it wasn't a good look but for some reason I just really leaned into it if I can find a picture I'll have Myra share it on our self-help list Instagram Please bring but, it back for an episode. Please just show up on one of the upcoming episodes with these buns in it. <laughs> really that needs to be, you need to find that picture and redo yeah. it as an adult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I leaned in hard. Um, I have to have a picture mm. of it somewhere. But um, yeah, I think mm. if you've been, if you were bullied at all early on, even if it's just those, those years are so formative and to be in a new social setting, especially like a new school, and have somebody pick on you, it can, of course, create social anxiety in new situations. Oh, yeah. Did you guys experience that at all? Oh, 100%. Of 
I had a horrible yeah. time making friends. I moved in fifth grade and I moved in sixth grade. And I okay. just was, I had ter- I had a terrible time making yeah. friends and I was awkward. And it was like, when I looked like I was like 14, but I was 10 and it was just like such a nightmare. I remember like, we got weighed in fifth grade and like some of the girls found out how much I weighed and like, cause I was what? like this, I'm, I'm like five, five and a half, five, six now. And I weigh like 135. And when I was in fifth grade, I was five, four and weighed like 120. Like I don't look that much different than I did wow, in so fifth you grade. Growth, you, you were like the tall kid in class. Yeah. That's so interesting to picture because I don't picture yeah. you as the tall kid in class, you know, because like you said, you're not, you're not very tall, like five, five no, and a I'm half not. is not considered tall. Right. But if you're this age, I only grew like an inch and a half and went up like 10 to 15 pounds from the time I was 10 to now. So I just like wow. got there and then everyone else caught up a few years later. But it was really awkward. So I was like, you know, people found out my weight. They called me like a cotton stuffer because I had boobs. But people were like, oh, do you like stuff your bra? It was such a nightmare. Oh, I had like no. people's like older brothers would like talk about like my chest and shit. It was horrible. It was so bad because oh. all my friends were like flat because they were children. Like, and it wasn't children. cool yet to have boobs developing. It was like, it no. was embarrassing to have boobs starting to come pop so in. embarrassing. Yeah. Oh god. Wow. People fucking suck, dude. <laughs> Kids, suck. young people can be real dicks. Um, yeah, you know, I, I experience like a lot of, you know, I'm sure a lot of what people experience with like the normal stuff of being nervous about oh, who am I gonna sit with at lunch, that type of stuff. Remember as a kid, I, I took a Barney towel to the pool and somebody made fun of my Barney towel and then I <laughs> and then I cried my mom saying, I never want to use this towel again. <laughs> Because apparently I was too old to have a Barney t- t- towel, which was news to me because I still <laughs> liked Barney at the time, but apparently it was no longer cool. Like uh, whoever, my age bracket had moved on from Barney. Um, but the majority of like the really tough social anxiety that I had stemmed from having really bad skin or broken out skin, having acne, um, and having digestive issues, like going through the IBS stuff a while back. Yeah. So yeah, the like trying to cover up the skin and the, oh God, do I, I don't want to go to a sleepover because then like my makeup will rub off. And then, you know, like all those spirally thoughts, right? Oh my gosh. Going to like camp in sixth grade was my nightmare. Going to like overnight camp with the class I did not want to do that shit. That was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to be with people 24 seven. I'm already like super self-conscious about, you know, how I look and like, we're going to be getting ready for bed together. You know, all that, they're going to see me, all that. Um, and the digestive stuff is so, can be so hard because you might be sitting in class and like your belly starts making all kinds of crazy noises and stuff like that. And then it makes yeah. you feel more nervous and then it gets worse. That was a, that was an unfortunate, you know, part of like not wanting to be in social situations either, but it it stemmed from just a lot of the, a lot of the stuff about my body that was changing that I was like really super uncomfortable with. And yeah, people making comments about it and noticing it, you know, and asking about it and yeah. Oh, you cannot pay me enough to go back there. No way. Oh yeah. No, No, not enough money in the world. 
Nope. And then because Delaney won't send us her list, um, I looked up <laughs> <laughs> on HuffPost. These are 13 useful expert back tips for dealing with social anxiety. Uh, number one, go into a social setting armed with a strategy, uh, nice. which I think is pretty good. Um, Bill Koch, Koch a Chicago-based clinical therapist who specializes in anxiety disorders, says as damaging as being too in your head can be some preparation and intent can be very beneficial. Like identify places and people that will help you feel the most comfortable. Basically go into every social situation, acting like you're going to do mushrooms there. (laughs) And if you'd feel safe enough to do that. So Uh, no, (laughs) so so nowhere, nowhere. (laughs) literally nowhere. Um, Number two, give yourself a calming mantra and don't be afraid to use it. Like, easy, easy, easy. No one cares or not a big deal. I definitely use no one cares. Yeah. I'm just like, no one cares. It's fine. You're fine. No one cares. This will pass. You're fine. Always have an escape route. Love it. Love an escape route. Love it. I mean, I always tell people, I'm like, oh, I might have to leave at this time or I might have to do this. If you, if you know how much time you can spend with a person, just say, I can only hang out from this time to this time. Mm-hmm. or if you just know you're swamped that day, like always have a way out. Um, yeah. Burn off adrenaline in advance. Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard that one. Um, have a good workout, have sex, uh, embark upon a house cleaning session to Ooh. tire yourself out. Ooh. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Maybe I just need to like rub one out before I go to yeah. a show. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I kind of yeah chemically that's not a bad idea you're releasing right. endorphins you're kind of like tiring yourself out and then maybe you get there and you're just pleasant chill and relaxed like, chill right 100 yeah. percent. become an all-star listener that's great that's a really good one if you have social anxiety just get really good at listening to other people and asking people about themselves because that mm-hmm. makes everybody like you and it make it puts way less pressure on you and you like, like to think of like one question them. every two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, have a few go-to conversation topics. Yeah. Great. Um, breathe through any anxiety that may pop up. Breathing so important. Baby step your way into social situations. Um, so yeah, that's actually good. Avoiding isolation and setting incremental goals can make all the difference. Uh, in time, it becomes easier to make bigger leaps into socialization. So like putting yourself in a situation that is time limited or only mildly uncomfortable and building from there. I've definitely done that. Uh, Pause to take in your surroundings. Challenge your distorted thinking, um, which is kind of like what you were referencing with our episode with Mike Birbiglia. Yeah. How likely is all this? How bad would it really be? Could I handle it? What is more likely to happen? Is this true? What is the worst that would happen if it's true? Et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. good. Uh, don't overdo the alcohol. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I know some people that alcohol is very helpful for them with social anxiety. It's a, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. I for okay. sure definitely like feel much looser, less anxious than a social situation. But if you have too much alcohol... And then 
maybe you look sloppy or you say something you didn't want to say, then the next morning you wake up and you're full of regret, which gives you even more anxiety because you're like, fuck, I, I misrepresented myself because I, I got too drunk. You never want to feel like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good point. And then resist the urge to avoid social situations. Defeating social anxiety requires a daily commitment not to avoid uncomfortable social situations at work or in your daily activities. That's really good. I mean, it's I think that's really helpful because I've definitely gone through stretches where I'm just avoiding everything. Like this strategy will also give you the opportunity to see that it won't be the end of the world if you do embarrass yourself. It's I mean, I think that's really true. Social anxiety only gets better if you put yourself in situations where you can show yourself that you're capable and nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember the story I shared on here of when I had that meeting with a TV exec and she said that she, that my, she was like, well, your hair's so long. And I got so in my head because I didn't know how to respond to that because it was like, well, do I say thank you? But does that look weird if I'm saying thank you because I didn't have anything to do with my hair growing. It's just what hair does. And so I just creepily touched my hair and was like, hi, magical. (laughs) What the fuck? I mean, that's like my little pony. (laughs) Like I'm my own, my little pony. I'm just brushing my tail. I mean, that's social anxiety in a nutshell of getting in your head being afraid to say the wrong thing and of course I spiraled so hard afterwards I was like they're never gonna give me a show I looked like such a weirdo why could why didn't I just say thank you I, I just oh yeah Social anxiety. oh my god it's like when you go to the movies and they're like have a great movie and like yeah you too oh I mean you're not going to the movies but you know what I mean <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes types of things. such a great Brian yeah. Regan joke yeah so does he talk about that yeah he has a yeah, great you joke too Oh, yeah. you too. Oh, you too. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh my God. Who is it? There's another, per- oh God. There's a number, the, another comic that has a really funny bit about like somebody meeting somebody that he admired. And then he said, okay, have a good night. And he said, night, night. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> night, night. <laughs> Fucking night, night. <laughs> oh my so God. Like, you know, a public figure that he really admired. Yeah. It's just, oh, oh man. Ugh. Yeah. It's so much easier to avoid, but there's so many great tools <laughs> that you can that you can you know use like when you're going into situations. And I've like mentioned that um, I, I, the majority of my anxiety now is just the fact that I know I'm going into most social situations um, having a completely having completely different lifestyle choices than everybody else, and that can be that can make me feel anxious because I'm like Mm. I just don't feel like fielding questions about this stuff yeah I don't feel like people pointing out things about it I don't I might not have a lot to add to the conversation and it's just happens to be like all the choices that make me happy are just not super the norm yeah Mm -hmm. going vegan has given me social anxiety yeah oh that's a big one yeah that's probably number one Oh, yeah, because you feel difficult. You feel difficult. You feel like you're inconveniencing people. And it's just, ugh. so you just want to avoid questions. it. Lots of questions. People see your plate. They ask questions about why you're not eating certain things. And you got to get into a whole conversation about it. And like, look, I didn't feel like having this conversation. I, I bring my own food everywhere just so I can avoid it. 
Right. I don't, I don't like talking about it. And then, you know, not, not wanting kids. That's another one people will ask, like, it's really just about all of the lifestyle choices that seem to, you know, surprise people. And then you have to kind of get into this like conversation about what your choices are. And it depends on like, look, if they're just, if they're inquiring and it's respectful and stuff, that's fine. Like I, I don't mind sharing that information, but it can get, it can get to be a lot, you know, where you just, you feel like you can't even just go be somewhere without being interviewed about your choices, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What else can I add to this conversation anymore? I'm like a fucking vegan minimalist (laughs) entrepreneur, not having kids, not going to be on social media. I don't really drink much. Like I don't what what's left. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who wants to start a business? (laughs) (laughs) You anymore. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's, but then I'll go and usually, and then it's, it then could be fine and it's not a big deal. So a lot of it's also in my head, but. Right. Well, I'm going to look for that photo of me in fourth grade because there, there was a while. I would also wear blue lipstick. Did anybody else? No. Hit- no one else did that. Nobody's of her own. I'm going to stop you right there. But you. That's a you thing? You <laughs> Hold on. Just, I feel just, like you guys with shit I do. Delaney? Nobody's done that ever, Kelsey. No. <laughs> it's my turn to be told that. But did you guys ever shop at Claire's or the Icing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. For like necklaces. We stayed in our lanes. Like jewelry. Like a purse. But neither of you dabbled in any of their makeup stuff. None of the glitters. None of the... They had a blue raspberry lipstick that smelled so good. And I would straight up wear blue (laughs) lipstick in fourth grade. No wonder that chick was like, what's up with the new girl? Like, she looks fucking crazy. Oh, my God. Red glitter hearts on her face. I had 45 butterfly clips, like, pulling my hair. Oh, my God. Can you picture me or Taylor wearing glitter with blue... No. no, I don't think it happened for, yeah. No. no, Taylor. But I didn't know you guys in fourth grade. I mean, everybody has phases. Who knows? I was like this. No. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I was, it was really rough in quiet. fourth grade. I was very, very quiet growing mm. up. Yeah. Quiet, shy kid. So was I, but my makeup was very loud. <laughs> <laughs> Volume out of 100, apparently, at oh, age nine. I love it. I think you should bring some of that back. I think you can. I agree. I think you could totally pull it off. I'm doing. I have my makeup course in two days. My makeup workshop. I should just surprise the girls and be like, "We're yes. gonna do this look from fourth grade." And be like, "I want my money back." <laughs> yes. What happened? Yes. Today we're doing 1998. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, well, all right, we have uh, we have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Sinful Butterfly ninety four. Uh, it says relatable version of self help. I just started this podcast only a few episodes in from the beginning, but I love it. It feels more relatable because they do realize how strange some of it sounds, <laughs> but are still helped by it. Thank you, girls. Oh, that's a great oh, review. Good. Yeah. Have um, I not said that from day one about feng shui? Where I'm like, look, I know this sounds fucking bananas and dumb however i think sometimes it can help but yeah there's no i don't have scientific evidence i just yeah i like it 
look, we're all into some weird shit. It's whatever helps you. I got a fucking list on my phone to tell my ass to calm yeah. down. You know, like we all I do think that's stuff. brilliant. We all I, do yeah. stuff. I agree. Um, as always, please leave us an iTunes rating and review if you haven't yet. It keeps the show on the top charts. It, it helps more than you know. So we, we love it when you do it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you guys have any uh, segments? Did you just I mean, say that? I feel that? like this whole no. episode was a segment. Yeah. No, I did not just say that. Oh, are my you gosh. Not? I just had one of the... We had just talked about blacking <laughs> where our mind goes blank on episodes. I literally just... <laughs> Had my out of body experience, like, oh, did that? Is that what she just asked us? No, you're all okay, good. Great. You're all good. Um, I have a a helpful tip. Um, I went to the dentist a couple days ago. Apparently, I have been flossing wrong my whole life, and I like to think I take very good care of my teeth. And so I feel like if I've been flossing wrong, then maybe this will help a lot of other people because maybe other people are flossing wrong too. You're supposed to Usually, floss your mouth, not your butt, gals. <laughs> How to get a dad joke in? I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Flossing wrong. It's taking every ounce of strength I have to not just leave the Zoom meeting and delete and delete you as a contact on my phone. Um, <laughs> number one, apparently, if you're using those um, little floss picks, like the disposable one-time ones, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, mm-hmm. apparently those do more harm than good so if you're using those don't use them also they're really the lots of environment lots they're like of the little plastic where like one end is a toothpick and the other it's almost like like a little harp yeah with that's the, i just started using those i love them don't 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 use those why so it's re- they're really hard to control and most people are popping them up between their teeth and that's damaging your gums um, also, they're bad for the environment because you're, you're just—it's all this plastic that, that you're sense. using. But um, so yeah, one, that's one of the big things. Apparently, one way I've been flossing wrong is I've just been kind of ripping the floss straight up, like getting it up there without really thinking about it. But if you're doing it hard like that, you are—you're damaging your gums, and it's counterintuitive to flossing. Um, I've always thought that it was to get food out from between your teeth, which. It is, but it's more, it's, it's massaging the gum and cleaning the individual teeth. So you want to hug your tooth with the floss and move up and down the side of the tooth slowly four to five times. And the only time that you're doing that sort of back and forth motion, which I think we all kind of associate with flossing, right? Is like the seesaw back and forth. You only want to do that getting into the pocket like getting the floss up between the teeth so that you don't do that, the pop. Do you guys know what I mean when I Who say Who has pop? time for this? I know, this is so Girl, much. Oh. I went to the dentist two days ago. Since trying this way of flossing, it, t- it takes me like at least four minutes to floss my teeth now. It, it takes so much longer than what I was doing, but you can feel a difference. You're like, oh, this is, this is how you're supposed to do it. I've also heard you should floss before you brush. Yes. Yeah, I sometimes I, I not always forget done. and do it afterward. But yeah, you are. I think you are supposed to do that. Who fucking knows? Just brush your teeth the best you can. <laughs> Just... Oh, and look, there's so many. There's a lot of great uh, eco-friendly um, floss out floss. there that come in glass jars. I'll have to. Th- the I have a brand that I that I like that's actually on my on my website on a little yeah. eco-friendly starter kit you can grab. But I'll have to share that with you because I really love it. It's so nice. 
um, um, anyway, a glass. just a helpful tip. I, uh, I don't know. The older we get, if you get a cavity, it fucking sucks. And I don't have dental insurance, so I pay for that shit out of pocket. And I just figure I, I floss my, I floss every night, but if you're not doing it right, then it's kind of a waste. So right. I'm just, I'm deciding, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it the whole four to five minutes and do it right. But I didn't know I was flossing wrong. Wow. That was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, you're Thank welcome. You, it's a new segment called what did we learn? <laughs> right. <laughs> what did we learn this week? Learned some shit. Uh, uh, Tay, Tay, what do you got? I got nothing. It's all got good. Nothing? I got nothing. I have a, a good shit. Um, the past couple of weeks I've made, I've been doing a lot of painting at night which is one of my activities that's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> it calmed me down. So I've been doing a lot of, um, a lot of painting. I like to paint. I like to, I'm a weirdo. I like to keep bottles and paint them and turn them into vases. I like to repurpose a lot of stuff. I like to buy old canvases from like places like Goodwill or thrift stores and then bring them home and paint over them and make something big. There actually can be quite, um, quite more affordable than buying giant new canvases and stuff. So I've just been doing a lot of that kind of stuff. I painted a, a clock. I've been doing weird things. So that's, that's been fun <laughs> that's and helpful. Nice. And, and it's, it's something that I don't always make time for, but I've been making an effort and like making my supplies very accessible and all that. So it's just easier for me to hop in there and, you know, in the evenings, instead of watching TV, I'll yeah. do a little painting first and then, just some just some good shit i love it that's awesome you know try it very cool try it all right well Well, this is great up yeah Yeah. this is nice to talk about all this stuff absolutely uh well all right we all have it do you have social anxiety about this episode (laughs) of course i have social anxiety about every episode we record yeah same 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 it's kind of what I was saying before about Instagram and all that stuff. The bigger our numbers get for the podcast, the more anxiety inducing it is. When we first started yeah, and right. you feel like it's this little group of people listening, it's so different. But now, yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah, I've realized that obviously there's a publicness to our job, you know, and I've realized that I'm, I, I'm a private person and want to be a private person, but in public. So I'm trying to find the happy medium with that, mm. you know. Well, very put. well said. Strange thing, strange thing to balance. But yeah. Anyway. Well, All right. Well. We hope you guys have a you great guys. week. Yeah. Love you guys. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Stay safe out there. Bye. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We really appreciate it and would love anything you can do to help the show grow and get the word out. So if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that helps us move up the iTunes charts. If you can tell a friend, a coworker, a family member, anybody that you think would love the podcast, you can also screenshot an episode and share it in your Instagram, in your Instagram stories, anything helps. Also, if you want more of the show, if you want bonus episodes, if you want to be able to be more interactive and help choose podcast topics, you can go to patreon.com slash self-helpless and join there. 
You guys can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy, on Twitter at Kelsey Cook. You can go to my website, KelseyCook.com, which has links to my online makeup course. You can listen to my album, Savor It, on Spotify and iTunes, and you can watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrists of Fury. How about you guys? Where can people find you? You can follow me at Taylor Tomlinson on Instagram and Twitter. My website is ttomcomedy.com. And you can watch my one-hour special streaming on Netflix right now called Quarter Life Crisis. Awesome. And you can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. That's where you'll find information about my one-to-one consulting and my online courses. So basically, if you're a business owner, podcaster, or comedian, uh, and you're looking to either start those things or grow those things, you can reach out to me for more information. I also have an email list at DelaneyFisher.com where I share my favorite tools, tips, treats, and free shit. And then we just want to say a big special thank you to our wonderful editor, Emma Erdbrink, and our fantastic associate producer, Humaira Nuwaz. And you can find everything that we all just mentioned at selfhelplesspodcast.com. 